You are listening to Activate Evolution, a gateway to infinite possibilities with Jules Arnas. Is your soul craving and longing to remember your path and your mission? Are you ready to activate your evolution? Connect to your heart, take a deep breath, and start your journey to infinite possibilities. Blessing soul family. This is Jules and this is the Activate Evolution Interactive Show. And today we're going to talk about what it is to be a light worker in the midst of challenge. And I feel like this is the one where it can be challenging. Let's just put it that way of when we are in the midst of a challenging situation when the ego mind comes in and we want to kind of start to path what we think should be happening or another way of saying that is let's just say we're in a challenging situation and we're actually judging the situation itself then we're kind of bypassing what it is to be a light worker one of the things that i hear all the time is if we're a light worker that our lives should be always light. It should be in this place of um, ease and grace and that those challenges shouldn't challenge us. But I find that as a light worker, especially a high level light worker, like a lot of the people that are in the community, the opposite is actually true, is that we will be put in places where light is needed. And if we can approach our challenges in that way, then we kind of get out of our own way as far as the judgment of what it is that's actually happening. And we allow ourselves to stay in the expression of the light that we're actually here to shine. And then when we have more intimate things, like let's say it's family members or our children, uh, our brothers, whatever it is when we have these times when we have people around us that are suffering or that are going through a challenge themselves. And we want to, as light workers or sensitives to quote unquote, help them. And this is the one place where I feel being a light worker, our boundaries, of what is actually being created. And what I mean by boundary is the boundary between what we think is right and then allowing the divine to come in and actually do the work is the boundary that I'm talking about. And because it's, it's easier to show up and be the helper it's, oh, I'm going to save this person, or, oh, I'm going to make them feel better, or, oh, I'm going to be the solution to their problem. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we always want to check in and find where is this guidance actually coming from before we even act. Because when we're in connection and the divine is bringing to us someone that is in distress, let's just say, or in a challenging situation, we immediately want to jump in and and meet the challenge and come up with the solution or to heal the problem. And 
Well, all I'm saying is to just take another moment before we move and jump in, align with the divine and ask, how am I of service right now? You know, I'm opening up as a channel. How am I of service in this situation right now? And then we know when the energy starts to flow into us, and let's just say it's having a conversation, all of a sudden, the conversation kind of shifts into a frequency where we're starting to speak from the frequency of the divine. And even if it's all we do is say, I hear you, I'm sorry you're going through this, know that I love you and you're not alone. They received the frequency that was needed and you didn't have to heal them because you are never the healer. It's always coming from the divine frequency. All we are doing is opening ourselves up as a channel of grace. With that, if we're starting an interaction of some sort of challenge from that place, then we don't feel drained. We don't feel like we've given too much because we're not actually the ones that are giving. It's the divine using us as a vessel to give. And in that, anytime we walk away from a challenging situation from that place, we feel more energized. We feel, we feel more connected to the divine. We're like, okay, I got this. Like use me as a vessel because I feel good right now. If we're walking away from a situation where we feel depleted, then we know we didn't check into the divine frequency. And so Kathy had a question of how do I know when to get back in my own lane? We never move. We never move out of our lane. We're always in our lane because our lane isn't our lane. It's the divine frequency. It's the lane of, of the divine. And if we get out of that lane, then we know we're in the lane of the ego. <laughs> and then we're going to create from, from the ego in that lane. And that's when we start to feel a little bit depleted and we start to question ourselves. Go ahead, Kathy. And um, what's so great about what I'm learning over this last little while with the retreat is I've caught it very quickly and was able to bring myself into back into the divine. It was like, Oh, I'm out, bring it back up. So I did that. I love it. I love it. And so, well, let's just say that we're talking about the exact same thing and we're doing it more on an internal level. So it's an internal challenge within us where we're battling either emotion or an old story, old programming that's starting to come up for us to look at. The same exact thing is true, is that we can be the light worker for our own reality. We can be the light of our own reality. And I can say 100% of the time, when we are going through a shift and we invite the divine experience to come in, and we're not judging what that experience is, because it's not about, okay, pour into me. I want to have this from the divine experience. 
And then we go to this place that we should feel amazing <laughs> and that it should turn out this way and that this is going to happen. Then we know we just invited the divine in from our ego mind and that we're actually trying to create a divine experience from the mini me or the ego mind from our programming. And the divine can't come in in that space. And so when we invite the divine to come in, allow me to have the this experience through the divine experience. We have to allow ourselves to move through a space where we actually move outside of our own programming. And if we need to use some tools in order to do that, then we should be doing that. So some different ways that we can do that is what you wanna do is actually activate the conscious part of the brain. Because if we're in a chemical reaction, so if we're in an emotional response, let's say, then we can use different tools to actually move to the conscious part of our brain. And one of my very favorite things, this is actually a technique that they use on two-year-olds when they have temper tantrums, is to start naming your experience. My hands are sweaty. My heart is beating really, really fast. I want to get up and I want to run away. And, and then to take it a little bit further, you at, once you're able to start naming what you're doing, you know you're starting to move into the conscious part of your brain. And some of you guys have heard me say this, but then my favorite one to do after that is because then you're actually moving consciousness into imagination is that you have to think of something that you wouldn't normally do. So it, let, okay, I'm downstairs, I'm going to go upstairs, and I'm going to wash my hands in the guest bathroom in the second sink, then you wash your hands, okay, now I'm going to go downstairs in the kitchen, and I'm going to use the green towel to dry them off, so you have to start using that part of your brain to actually come up with things that are so outside of something normal that you would do, that you start to move into the imagination of your brain, what you'll notice is that your body starts to calm down, you're able to think more clearly. You've moved into the conscious side of your part of your brain, but you've also started to merge and open to imagination. And then in that space is the easiest place to go from a chemical response to inviting the divine to come into the experience. And in that moment, you've moved back into your lane. And if we can stay in that space without judging the experience or expecting the experience to be a certain way, we allow magic to come in because the truth is, is that everything is the divine design. And if we can live our lives in that space, magic happens every time. So let's see, do I have something more? Do you guys have any feedback or questions about what I've said? Jennifer, is anywhere on mute now? I'm going to go back. Yeah, so I just wanted to relate it to um, some anger that I had come up the past few days. And I knew about these tools, you know, counting backwards, going downstairs. And I, and I usually use them, but it's, Obviously, my ego was like, no, this doesn't apply to this one. It started, <laughs> it started to tell me that I had to think about it. You need to, you need to really, let's, let's go through this. And I saw it. So I started going 10, 9, 8, 7, you know, to get my brain. I go, you do not have to do that. So it was really interesting to see that step because you gave us these great tools. But the ego comes in sometimes and doesn't want you to use those tools. So that's what I saw happening for me. 
I love that. And in that space, so taking it even a step further, because now you're aware that you did that, Jennifer. So now you're aware that I let the ego take control. So the next time that happens, what I would invite you to bring in is divine, give me stamina and give me discipline. Because I know that my ego is not the one that's driving the car. Give me stamina and give me discipline. And in that moment, you do it anyways, because it's not always easy. You guys, if this was easy, everybody would be at a high level of consciousness. And there are times where the ego wants to take control and just literally put the divine, not even in the backseat, but outside the car altogether. And those are the hardest times to go back into consciousness because we are so deep in our programming. And usually those programs are connected to even survival patterns are the ones that kind of pull us in the most, because if we were to let the the ego actually sit in the back seat, then we feel like we're going to die. And it is such a strong feeling that those are the hardest ones to overcome. I totally relate to your experience, Jennifer. And I actually can go back and remember one of the times where I actually broke through by using exactly what I, I said to you, give me stamina and give me discipline. And it was within seconds that my body just started to light up and the frequency started to shift in my body. And, and in that moment, I was able to use the tools and actually move into the conscious part of my brain. I can't say I walked away thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so enlightened. That was the most amazing experience. I was still in the chemical response, but I bypassed my programming. And I knew that I did because I, I did go to the conscious part of my brain. I opened up to imagination. I didn't really go any further than imagination, but I knew in that moment I broke the program. And when I got triggered in the same way the second time, I immediately was able to go into imagination and start reprogramming. And that's why it is a practice is when we start to train our body that we can actually move out of intense programming, it gets easier and easier and easier. And now I can say, I don't have a lot of emotional responses anymore. And um, so much so that sometimes I, I kind of baffle myself <laughs> I mean, when I'm, I, I feel like I should be having an emotional response right now. And I, and there's nothing there because there's no program to be run. And that's where I am 110% sure <laughs> that emotion is related to programming. Otherwise it's a feeling. An emotion that is connected to a chemical response of the body is running a program. And so, and the reason that this is actually really a powerful thing to know is that when we're, our bodies start to run an emotion or a chemical response, like whether it's fear, anger, whatever it is, anxiety, in that moment, we know that we are in a program. And that the chemical response is our body's way of trying to keep us safe in primal, primal consciousness, right? And if we can consciously be aware of that, we can bypass primal programming. Because this is this human, it's basic human evolution right now, because we're not cavemen anymore. 
And, you know, the first question is always, am I actually in danger right now? Am I about to die? And if the answer is no, then I know that I'm just running a program and then I can step outside of the chemical response of my own body and I can move into the, my own consciousness and I can actually be the programmer of my own experience. And that takes, it does take practice, but just knowing oh, this is just a chemical response in my body. I don't have to freak out right now. Like this is just normal primal response that happened. It doesn't mean anything and I don't have to feed it more energy. I can just witness that my body's in a chemical response. I can wait for it to pass. And then I can actually go into a place where I can make a conscious decision outside of emotion because we never wanna make decisions based on emotion. I could just add that also when that was going on for me and um, I was holding on to wanting to figure it out and I, I gave myself a tool that I had heard, you know, in your past teachings that after 30 seconds, that, that's all you need. So it's, for me, I gave myself the 30 seconds to just maybe trace where the anger was coming from so I could release that program. And then when I started to go back again, the brain started doing the looping. I'm like, nope, you already had 30 seconds. <laughs> so I had heard that as a tool along the way in one of your teachings and, and it helps, it really helps. And then I can do the 10, nine, eight, seven, but if I give myself just 30 seconds, I feel like I, I get a little treat <laughs> to just give, because I think it's important to not bypass the feeling, you know, to, to see where it's coming from and then let it go. Is that... Uh, absolutely. I am all about being in awareness of what, what the trigger was and meaning that even if the awareness is just, I was just triggered. If we want, if, if we feel that it's important to get the information from the emotion itself, so it could be, okay, I get angry when, um, I feel threatened around so-and-so, I'm not really coming up with something. Uh, but then we can be like, okay, well, that's the program. I can see it running and now I can move back and move into the space and we can start to kind of create another identity around that. You know, I'm just gonna, yesterday after our call, my daughter FaceTimed me and I was like, oh, that's really weird because she's supposed to be in school. She's a student teacher right now. And um, so there was a, um, a bomb threat at her school and there was a gunman with a gun right outside her window. And so she was calling, just letting me know all this that had happened. And she was, you know, obviously a little bit distressed and cause she was all by herself as the student teacher, the teacher that she's student teaching for is out for the whole entire week. So she's the only one taking care of these kids and the principal came in and she was the first class to be evacuated because the gunman was actually outside her window. And so she has all these little like third graders. And so everyone was fine and she's going through the story and I was holding the high frequency for her and I just, I let her speak and everything in me, I could feel the part of me wanting to panic that my daughter was in danger and that all these little kids are in danger and everybody is in school is in danger. And, um, and she kept going with it of like, oh, now she can't get her car back because they're doing bomb scans and just all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a really traumatic situation, but I had nothing 
not one chemical response to it. I held the high frequency entire time. And I, and every time she would talk, I would reflect and let the divine come in and just say, and it wasn't that I was saying anything spectacular. I was only speaking from the divine. I even called in a little persona and we had a little fun with it. And, uh, and by the time she got off, some of the teachers walked by and they were going to go to the bar and have drinks. <laughs> and so I was just like, you know, it just turned into this traumatic thing to where now she's bonding with the other teachers at the school and everyone kind of came together and it became this place of unification. And it was just so beautiful to watch it. But if I had fed the emotional response that she was in, she could have walked away by creating a program around the response or the situation itself. And I'm not saying that she won't have a little bit of PS, um, PTSD with that, but I didn't need it and come in agreement with it. I held the higher frequency entire time and invited her to go into an experience beyond that. And that's what, that's being a light worker. It's not meeting the frequency of what the challenge that we're seeing, but always holding the highest light, even if we don't say anything that we hold it in our hearts and by doing that we are creating another frequency reality for the people that are around us even if we have no evidence that that is true I know it is like so meaning that if you don't actually talk to someone and they come back and say oh I had this wonderful experience when you were in my presence like that's not what it's about <laughs> it's about knowing that we're showing up and we're bringing shining our light in every situation every situation and that if we get triggered then we know the tools and then we bring it back into the divine and we move back into the expression anybody else have anything they want to add or a question i feel like this was just so needed because there's just so much just there's a lot of story going on in the world right now and i think if there was anything i was going to i would say about that is as a light worker as a way shower it's time to stop listening to everybody else's opinions and stories and step into the truth of what the divine is, is pouring through you and start to create a reality or a truth around that because it's needed, you guys. If you are listening to this right now, you are a true way shower. And way showers don't look outside of themselves to find something to believe. They look for high frequency reflection where you can talk about different levels of truth and we can invite the divine to come in through that reflection to elevate us to even higher levels of truth. But we're not seeking somebody else's belief system as our own truth. And when we notice that we're doing that, we need to take a break, come back inside, invite the divine to come in, connect to the truth of the divine within our own hearts, and then hold that in the reality that's being shown. And I would even say once that's embodied, to not back down when you're asked what you believe because that belief isn't a, coming from a place of 
choosing somebody else's truth, but that belief is between you and your divine. And in that space, holding the highest reflection has value. So if I was going to end with anything, I think that's what I would end with. That's being a true light worker and a way shower. And this year is all about being bold, being true, letting the divine use you in big, big ways and not being afraid of what other people think. Any last minute words before we, before we get off? Last minute interactions. Why don't we do just a really quick process and just embody the frequency of the divine holding the truth within our hearts. So go ahead and place your hands on your heart and start with that beautiful light blue light and through the nose and tracing along the brain down through the spine and out through the mouth, just activating the ions and the electric charges of the spinal fluid that activates the mind, allowing those ionic charges to speed up and creating a beautiful frequency pattern that spreads throughout the body, just feeling as your body raises in frequency, allowing these ionic charges to fill the heart activating synapse responses connected to the divine mind and feeling the synapse responses moving into the physical brain, connecting to the ions, activating divine intelligence, bringing your divine online, opening yourself as a vessel, as a channel, and just surrendering the ego and allowing the divine to fully come in, surrendering the need to have control, to need to know why or how, and just feeling how your body just relaxes into that frequency. And in this moment, asking, what do I want to see through the divine eyes? And noticing what that feels like. Now switching it around and saying, divine, what do you want me to see? And just noticing how your frequency immediately shifts and moves into a high vibration. And then in the next moment, choosing, I surrender to my divine. I see through the divine eyes. I hear through the divine ears. I speak the divine tongue. I love as the divine. I open myself as a channel. Use me. Show me the truth that is needed in the world. And 
And then just relaxing into that frequency, knowing that life is a magical, beautiful space to explore in this frequency. If you saw through the divine eyes, what would you see? If you created a reality through the divine, what would it be? And let that be your truth. And just taking in a deep breath. Allowing the divine to fill every cell and breathing out. Feeling uplifted and ready to take on the world, to be bold, to be big, to be in the essence of your divine truth. And until we meet again, go live in the highest potential as the divine flows through you. Are you ready to take the next step into infinite possibilities? We invite you to discover more ways to play at ActivateEvolution.com.